Your show's rubbish. Welcome back to the show. After yeah, well, a long break. And Detroit you know, spinners, by the way. A few people have noticed that as well, Gary. We our absence has not gone undetected. This is from James no. Lutchford. Dear Dick and Dom. Has the Queen been in touch? No, uh, this is not the first time I've mentioned this, but what's the story with your sporadic podcast? I don't see one uploaded for a fortnight, and then you throw two out at once, and then it's quiet again. I don't want to stir shit, but all I'm saying is there are other Antipo- Antipodean, I can't say that word, podcasts Antipodean. out there with real regularity. So while you two have your thumbs firmly up your ass, like Duncan, I'm ashamed to say I'm very nearly pushed to subscribe, subscribe on them the other day all right see you later cheers james they may have regularity they may have regularity but they do not have the lack of quality that we have Absolutely. so we <laughs> excel in that and the shoddiness uh yeah you know you're totally right you are stirring shit but uh, that shit that needs to be stirred we are we are quite irregular actually i've had family problems we've also you know mars been visiting his family it's just been it's a true. long time and then before that we had we did about three or four podcasts but there was a gap before that just life things are getting in the way. We're not professionals. We don't get paid to do this. I know that's crazy. We should get paid to do this, but we don't. Hello, so we, 78 pounds so, on Patreon. On Patreon. Oh, join us on Patreon. But yeah, no, so we love we love doing it, by the way. It's not a chore. I'm not saying, oh, we don't get paid, so why should we bother? I'm just saying it. it, it when life things take over, that's kind of why... It, it, we don't broadcast with quite the frequency we'd like, but we're going to hopefully start getting back into broadcasting with more regularity from now. <laughs> from now. So this is the real show right. from now. Okay. So what's happened in the interim? So there was the football. Did you enjoy the football? I don't want to spend too long on it. Well, but I, quick, quick yes or no. Yeah, quick, I, quick yes or no. No, you know, I don't give yes or no's. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the football. Yeah. Yes, I enjoyed it very much. One one of the things I enjoyed most about the football is the fact you you even got into the football. I love it when that happens when non football people get like sucked in because it's such as it, it it moves into the zeitgeist. It becomes mm. a cultural thing rather than sports. But I'll thing. tell you what, uh, when I was putting graffiti all over Marcus Rashford's face when we lost, cough. Yeah, as a visitor. No, I wouldn't do yeah. that. That's disgusting, exactly. and I didn't approve of any of that. Um, oh, good. So, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like anyone who's... that makes it like, yeah, of course, <laughs> like there was the slim possibility. Graffiti. Yeah, <laughs> can we get no, sponsor okay. on the back of that? I'll tell you what, though, it was funny because I was watching it. it. It is incredible the sort of person because it was me, my brother in law, my sister. And her friend, we're not, and we all watching the final together. It was a really fun afternoon slash evening. We're not really into it, but then their other friend came and he's really into it, and he's sitting there, sort of pensive, with his hands together, watching it in deathly silence, and literally just yeah, 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 throwing was... evils at us every time we made a noise. It's like, mate, come on, what did you expect? We're not gonna, you know. I would be the same if it was like I don't if I went to watch like Lost in Translation in thirty five millimeter, and you were sitting there going, "Who's that?" I'd be, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Why, why are they being so silent at that point? Is, is that something to <laughs> do with the plot? Is that about their understand. relationship? Sort of the... I don't understand. Is it sort of expression of... Silent? Yeah, it's... emotion. So um, I also, on my travels back home, you're, you're indeed right, I did go back to Suffolk. And it was a really nice break. I always have a good time when I go there. So the pace of life is much slower than it is in London. But my uh, sister's got 
I, I'm an uncle to a niece and two nephews, and we all went to <laughs> we went to a holiday park, a caravan park, and I haven't been to one of those since I was a wee tot, a wee lad. Like Butlins. It it was kind of like Butlins. It was it was oh crap, what was it called? Hemsby, and so it had like a little clubhouse. So I went swimming and everything, did all the things that you do. We didn't rent rent out a pedalo, is that what they're called? So the little like electric scooter type things. Didn't do that. (laughs) Didn't rent out any of those. Um, But we did go to the clubhouse, and it was just a mental issue. How Ricky describes the, (laughs) you know, David Copperfield's not the magician. Not the magician. And joint well, was... joint effort. Uh, so there wasn't joint effort, but there was a woman who came on. Basically, the entire Disney princess repertoire, and then she did a poor rendition of Whitney Houston's "How Will I Know." And uh, she just so, uh, those two things don't seem to fit. Disney, no, really and then weird. a bit of Whitney Houston. <laughs> and she kept trying to hit this note, and I felt so sorry for the poor girl. Um, they work bloody hard, though. Those um red coats, they do. It's it's you amazing know, some, job actually. Mate, 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 some entertainers play on Broadway in the West End, some play at Hemsby. Do you know what I mean? There's gonna be a difference between which notes you can hit, depending on which location you're in. Oh then get this, Gary. Guess what was the last song that they played at the at the disco? Take a take a guess. Something like Don't Look Back in Anger. Correct. Was so, it? Oh, that, yeah. oh, that would have made. I wouldn't have cared about the rest so, of the So, so my my nephew who wanted to dance, I don't think he did want to dance. I was like, "Come on, let's <laughs> go dance to." And I don't know how do you dance to "Don't Look Back in Anger." So I was sort of doing my. Uh, I've got one dance move, which is sort of it's very it's like Morrissey, but without you know when he used to fly the uh, flowers around, but without the flowers. So it's just. Oh, such a specific de- definition of your well, dancing. Well, it was. I can't like Morrissey, you know Morrissey when he used to dance, which wasn't often, and when he's he did dance, around, but without the flowers. You know when he threw the anywhere. Anyway, other things that happened. Um, uh, stop me from boring you. <laughs> well, I will, but you stop. Okay, so I got one more thing. My cousin um, also asked, uh, "Do you want to go see Ricky Gervais with me?" He had live tickets. See Ricky Jace. He's going next um, Thursday or Friday. Uh, do email in if you are going and tell me uh, what it's like, that gig. And I said, he said, do you want to go? And I said, no. No. Yeah, so, 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 so you know, how, how he's changed. You know, it's a, it's a proper, uh, you know, Ricky's like I Think a, how expensive hero. they were. Think how I know you describe Ricky as here, but with some, yeah, but you know, it's because it shows how downhill he's gone in our estimations. But you know, that who are we to judge? But yeah, I wouldn't have particularly wanted to see him live, but it, it would have been funny. I would have laughed at some, or laughed for me, it's a vague smile on my face, but I would have <laughs> laughed at some, some of it. You know, I'm sure it would have been fun. He's a funny guy, but I wouldn't be going seeing Harry Hill, Stuart Lee, mm-hmm. you know, if it's live. Well, we can go and see Stuart Lee for my birthday in January. Okay, great. I take that back, actually. <laughs> I'd rather sort of go on my own, if that's all right. <laughs> all right. We went to two different shows. Showing. Well, my mum's coming as well. You like her. I know. We went... Oh, do you remember when we, we went... We, me, me, Miles, and Miles's mum went to see Stuart Lee, and we had a few drinks, like, before... We had drinks before, drinks during, yeah. two rounds, and, and after. a load of drinks after. And then I, I couldn't get back to my hotel because all the buses had stopped, the trains had stopped. I, I got a taxi like across halfway across London <laughs> back to my hotel. How much did that set you back, Gary? Quid. 
50 quid or something. He, this is a man who... But no, that was a fun night because we, we drunk so much. Yeah, and for me, there isn't anything interesting. You know, I've just been plugging away at my work, really, but I've been missing this. I've been missing doing a podcast, you know. But yeah, both of well, us, for different reasons, have had to not do it, Edric. So it's great to have you back on as a contributor, Gary, onto my well, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he likes the power, power dynamics. Does. I've noticed we we need to get more used to not talking over each other again. Mm, forgot we're, about that. We're sort of hitting that. Just no, excited. No, he, he, yeah, no, no, I'm excited too. But we're do, we're reviewing, and I'll just say, um, episode 48 today. Now, Mars did tell me that it was episode 50, so I listened to <laughs> I, I listened to it, and I was like, no, it's not that. So I listened to episode 49. Oh, what a waste, because it was actually episode 48. He got it wrong. So. But you enjoyed it anyway, hey, didn't you? I enjoy it all the time, except it, it does feel a bit like work listening to them now. <laughs> oh, it, charming. It kind of is. I know, okay. I, know, I like them. You know I love them. I do. So Gary, isn't, he's right. This week we discuss episode 48, originally broadcast on the 26th of July, 2003. The Chinese language, Anteaters and the Waxwork Museum. KP looks after me if Carl were PM or president winner of who is the most hated amongst the listeners monkey news the chimp cyclist on a tricycle in the london brighton bike road i'll put a link to the original show in the description and when you're ready you can join us for our little debrief oh, yay! Hi. Hi oh, we always do that it's oh. never funny but no, it's never it. i've never laughed and never funny anyway gary what are your first thoughts for this ep well, it's 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 a good episode. It's not amongst my favourites, I'll say that. Like the golden period that I talked about, which starts at about episode 39, goes to about episode probably last week or the week before. This is a good episode. It's solid. One thing that you mentioned there in the intro that I've never liked, I've never liked the feature, uh, Who Do You Hate? And it's not like based on a moral thing or like being offensive. I've just thought, Every time I listen to that and it goes across a few shows, there's never enough humour got out of it. It's just not, it's never been a funny thing. It's never a funny part of the shows. It lasts for at least two or three shows. It starts a couple of shows ago, I think. And the results are today. And I just, I've never found it funny. I don't know. What mm. about you? Like, I think yeah. listeners would differ on that. But I've just, it's just not, it's just not that. It could be, it could be so much funnier. Like, I think I'd for me. speak past those bits usually. There's one key takeaway bit from the XFM hate poll, and it's when Ricky says, and this is a, such a great uh, analysis of why people love this show. So he says, XFM listeners aren't typical radio listeners, and our listeners aren't typical XFM listeners. And I think that's a brilliant yeah. microcosm of like uh, why people like this show and how unique it was, uh, and how unique it was even within the confines of XFM. You know, the fact that it was such yeah. an anomaly but in, in, in amongst that entire schedule. I agree. That's a point that is interesting and shows Ricky's like in, immense talent for grasping like a situation. Like he grasped very early on that Carl would be such a unique and interesting uh, voice to pick up and, and sort of have on the show. He grasps, he understands his audience, the XFM audience isn't like a typical radio audience and his audience, their audience is not typical XFM. I like that as well. But again, it's not like something I listen to and get entertained by it's no. just that that's an interesting point and it, it is a value but it's just 
Uh, there, there aren't really that many standout moments to this show either. But the, the who do you hate? I've never liked. I've never found that interesting. No. I just I think there's so much more comedy that could have come from that. I suppose it's something that like develops, doesn't it, as a natural feature progression from the last show? Because I can't remember what they're talking. They're talking about. You know, they do have a particular habit of picking on specific celebrities, don't they? Like F- Fat Swallow, Rick Waller. <laughs> he That's gets funny. Yeah, that's they do that funny. But I think it starts on a really awkward note. That's why maybe I, I don't like it. Like it starts, Carl says something like, you wouldn't get that on Radio 1. <laughs> and for some reason, and it happens from time to time, that's the sort of thing Ricky would really laugh at. But Rick, no one laughs. It's just silence. And then Steve says... I suppose that would mean I'd have to kiss Chris Moyles. And again, yeah. there's a bit of silence and it it's very forced. Like it comes, there's no laughter when it, it comes out. I know it's just every from, time it's mentioned. That's from know. the next, that's from the last week's episode though, isn't it? But that's last week. I'm saying that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why, it, because it starts from that place. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, it, yeah. All, it never Sorry, kind yeah. of leaves that place for me. Well, one thing we have talked about is um, what phrases do you use from the show? And we've talked about times we use different phrases and kind of things. There's one phrase from this show that I use not as a joke way or something to be funny, even funny to myself. But when the discussion of Chinese um, comes up, <laughs> I've used this as if it was my own. So I've come complete plagiarism i've explained chinese as like oh you know like because the the sort of the symbols they're weird and we'll be i'll be talking with someone about it this has happened multiple times and i'll be like you know one of those symbols could could represent like pretty much represents the entire sentences like for example a gentleman sits by a stream of fish like, I've, I've said that i've totally totally plagiarized that as my own you know it's not to be funny because it's not funny, it's but it funny is a, it's an interesting point like rick is really good at coming up with kind of like examples of things like that like and he's not saying that to be funny and it's not but it is a mm. in, really interesting way of describing how Chinese works very basically and uh, <laughs> I've used that I've taken that so I don't know if anyone well, else has taken that it's just, uh, something that I, I took a bit from that bit um, my friend Richard I was trying to make him like the shows and uh, and I thought the funniest way to get him interested in the shows is to t- tell him the most offensive bit, just because so, I know he'll find he'll be so annoyed at that. And you know he says that mandarin or orangutan. And oh yeah, <laughs> I wrote that down because like looking back now, obviously like Ricky, that was there was no racial element to that. At of all. course not. When no. you're discussing other races and then you put in orang like Ricky's putting orangutan because <laughs> they talk about monkeys and like yeah. it's nothing to do with race, but like oh that is that is that would be picked up on today and be like that's completely oh, out of order. Yeah. You know, the association of monkey and the, the racist association of monkey, like, he doesn't mean it, but it's just, I, I was quite sure. I couldn't, re- I hadn't remembered that he said that until I listened back. Oh, it's so but, funny. But it is, why are they so fascinated <laughs> with the Chinese generally? I know, they're just, it's, it's like a, it's an obsession. But it's interesting, the language, like thinking about Chinese language, you haven't seen it written. It's like, how in God's name does this translate to someone? Obviously to Chinese people, it's natural. But I think that is an interesting fascination with the language that you, you can legitimately have. It's an interesting part of the show, but... I, again, I don't think there's anything stand out apart from maybe Carl's bonus monkey news, which is one of the, one of the great kind of... Oh, that's one of the area. best like, monkey news. That's, that's, yeah. that's one of my favourite things. And also, it connects us world. to London to Brighton. It connects us. 
Oh, the lungs are bright. But, well, no, I mean, that's that's funny. Actually, that's a good. I've, re- <laughs> I've rated this week's Monkey News 8 out of 10. Wow. Uh, sorry, 8, 8.5 out of 10. It was good, 8.5. But the Monkey News he does before that about the way they, they adopted oh, a kid and yeah. got area. As it got older. That, that's, I love that. It got area. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I love hearing that. Um, do you want to learn some Chinese, Gary, whilst we were sort of on that? <laughs> this could come across. This could end our careers, basically. But are you sure you want... We never sure? had one. By the way, this is... Uh, anyone listening, like, from the police or whatever, this is Miles <laughs> doing this, not me. Well, yeah, we don't sound so... Okay, so, hello. If the in... word Chong comes up or Ching, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> It's not, and also it's not Chinese. It's Mandarin for a start. Well, that so, is Chinese. All right, already. <laughs> so, hello is Ni Hao. I really thought you were going to say something different. <laughs> I uh, hello, say but with R's instead of L's. Okay. Hello. <laughs> ni, ni Hao. Okay. Ni Hao. Ni hao. Okay. Thank you is Shishi. Shishi. You're you're welcome. Is Bu Yang Shi Shi. Bu Yang Shi. Excuse. <laughs> okay, I don't understand. Woo, boo, down. Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna, you I'm gonna can't. This is like you trying to read out our Patreon subscribers. Um, <laughs> okay, I think that. So I, uh, are there any Chinese who are listening right now? Yeah, <laughs> does anyone? I tried but, um, one better, like than they did. But yeah, no, failed. I mean it's, it's uh, it, it'll get you by in Peking. That but, you know, you go out, <laughs> yeah. you hit a dialect, you're not gonna. Yeah. Um, so one of the it, it, you're right. It, it's a very slow start to this show because it does feel like they're sort of finding their feet because it is left to Ricky and Steve. Carl doesn't actually come in till about like I don't know, like six minutes in something like that. And they're doing the whole trying to be controversial by doing the sort of satire and go, oh, you know what my favourite country is Africa. That's no, actually and um, right. a little thing that comes up. You know they go Peter Mandelson. He's gay, isn't it? All gay people are good. Any underprivileged people, you're over it. And it was funny because every time his name's mentioned, because he was mentioned in the one of those big elections, the, is it Hartley and Paul? One of those ones. Hartley and Paul, he, he was... that's it. And he kept coming back. And that's every time I see him, I see his face or hear his voice. That's all I see. Well, you can hear that bit of audio. I can just hear that. He's, bit, yeah. he's good. He's good because he's, he's gay. good because he's gay, but isn't think it? Think of all of the and there. There is quite a lot on what we would now call transgender. Like, but they don't. Again, stuff. You can file this show under a lot of this show under stuff you would not get away with nowadays. Now, no, I'm not like pretty sure I, I can get it. It's still funny when it's funny, but it's like you just wouldn't get away with a lot of it these days. Mm. The way they talk about people transitioning gender and and just that's about Peter Mandelson as well. But doesn't it doesn't it date it hugely when they talk about and it always does it always does it's kind of like a it jolts me because it's like it feels like two generations ago whenever they mentioned Tony Blair as being the Prime Minister. Yeah. But Tony Blair, like it feels like two generations since he's been the Prime Minister. It feels so long oh, ago. Oh god, it really does. Well, mass murders and politicians. What's the difference? Hey? Oh, oh. You know. <laughs> but it's funny when they take we would like to be on some sort of satire show then, because I think Stephen Merchant's definitely in this time has presented Have I Got News for You? And they've probably yeah, done quite some... a couple of times. Couple of yeah, times. and he was he was quite good on that. That's they not do... a satire show. I wouldn't call that. Oh, yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, it is. kind of. Yeah, you could call it a satire show. Yeah, it's not what I would. Yeah, satire. 
can be it's different it's kind of more basic it's more bit making fun of the news rather than satirizing the news as mm. such and something else that has changed since then as well when they're talking about madame two swords and ricky says oh they might melt down <laughs> rick waller yeah. to make me or whatever well, he's probably in there now oh he's he? sure he's in there now but steve merchant's probably in there yeah because he's so tall Imagine that. To... <laughs> think of then them thinking steve merchant would ever actually be in there when ricky wasn't even in there you know you has changed but um i i totally 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 agree with what they say about madame two swords 100 no interest whatsoever and yeah i've been to that place on the on the oxford street or the not the Oxford street what oh, the that's corner the... with everything their queue is always huge outside it but no interest ever I've never but that's the one there. the one that you're talking about that's like um the big freak museum isn't it Oxford Circus. That's different. Because oh. Madame Two Swords is is in Baker Street. Oh, is it? That that there is. That's an interesting one. I think it's called Believe It or Not or something like yeah, that. Ripley's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripley's. Ripley's, yeah, that yeah. that I'd go to. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd go to that. But just to see waxworks of. And I I do like the bit they talk about. Um, probably my favourite bit of the episode, apart from it got area, Boxham. is where they're talking about Caprice. Uh, so, is that Caprice? <laughs> No, no, uh, don't get too no, close. But, uh, no, don't get too close. No, it's not Caprice, but you know, it's a Caprice black, black, black as well. Black. Like she was, she was all the rage back then, wasn't she? That's she was like bit, yeah. the it girl or model, whatever she was. I'm with you there. I'm also because I'm not a big photo taker as well. Like I don't, it wouldn't be good for me anyway because. I would just half the point is you you, you want to go back to your friends, don't you? Like they said, and go. That's me with Zuella or whoever the modern equivalent is now. I wouldn't even want to meet these people for real either, to be honest. Yeah. Never meet yeah, your idols. No, I would want to meet some of them for real, but the difference between um, meeting them for real and meeting a waxwork of them and uh, like having it's it's embarrassing it's almost like you'd never kind of you'd never like believe that you it's not like anyone's would be convinced you can't convince someone you (laughs) were with barack obama um yeah it's like it was like daily mash saying convince your friends you've been to madame two swords by tracking down a Barack Obama, Jay Z, and David Beckham, and having your photo taken with them, and like doing it the other way around, yeah. actually to to try uh, to try and convince them you were at <laughs> Madame Two Swords, actually do. Well, I'll tell um, you on that note, if you want, if you do want to go to a waxwork museum, then there is one in Great Yarmouth where I did frequent on my holidays. And it's known as like the worst waxwork museum. I think they featured that on Have I yeah. for You. They probably I, did. I they did it's. It's the most bizarre place. I mean, Great Yarmouth is the most bizarre place in the world ever. Like beautiful yellow sands. But if you go on like the high street, the sort of on your way down to the pier, you have never seen so many people in mobility scooters. And like people with, Garrett, I'm not joking, no limbs. Like, and that's not... prejudice? Is this a prejudice? Uh, No, no, not at all. Not at all. It was just very strange. Added to the list. Chinese people. It was just really weird to see loads of people without legs and loads of people in mobility scooters. And then I was thinking I might open a mobility scooter shop and then lose some someone someone's really 
beat you to that, I, I imagine. I probably would have done. It's a niche, isn't I think, it? Well, it is known as a retirement area, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of people who are old there. And there's probably a lot there's of... There's no wars going on there, though, Gary. It's not like the Blitz is down there. There's no reason no, for all these... But same in Brighton in Kemp Town. You know, Kemp Town's like that. Yeah. St. James Street. Anyway, if you don't know Kemp Town and St. James Street, sorry, I'm digressing. But, yeah, there <laughs> are places in, in the UK with lots of people who are either old or have drug problems and lose limbs. It's quite sad. Is this really a podcast discussion, though? But I mean, well, it can be. Let's do another. <laughs> okay. Let's do another ten minutes on this. See how it goes. Well, we were doing. No. We were. We were on Carl's theme of yeah, what's good and bad. <laughs> well, I think oh, yeah, we covered yeah. it there. Uh, yeah. yeah, love lovely beaches. Loads of people in mobility scooters. That's what's good about Great Yarmouth. You shouldn't feel that as a bad thing. That should just be like something. <laughs> yeah, maybe another good thing that you've got an avenue to help people. One thing that does, and I'm actually with Carl on this, when he's talking about when you're in the jungle and he's like, um, when people have urges to do things, I've got to be very careful that I say this. I'm actually with him because if it was two fellas in a jungle and you don't know about women, you would still want to have sex with something with someone melon because <laughs> melon with a whole guy yeah. but you would have you would have urges and you would that's what happens with men in prisons and stuff yeah because you have urges right yeah but i mean it's it's uh, it's nonsensical concept because no one does grow up without women yeah in prison yeah you a degree of men certain men who uh, there's a great i think it's louis through documentary on that concept in prisons and there was this one guy who's had a boyfriend in prison but he was an ex-neo-nazi no yeah. in fact he was still a neo-nazi i've seen the like, same one he'd been in for killing too. someone like for neo-nazi killing but he, he was he'd become gay yeah that's that's kind of true but um not really it's not kind of like a point to that you should make because it's it's a, such a rare no one grows up without seeing women you know but this is happens with like feral children i certainly though, do who, <laughs> I had loads around me for obvious reasons, if you know me. That happens with feral children, doesn't it? Like, there's been so many examples of like children growing up with wolves or. No, um... I don't think there has actually. There's been about there has, five. I've in yeah, well, that's quite a lot, isn't it? For... Yeah, but it's not a lot relatively, really, is it? Compared to children going, and they don't. What they? What do they? They don't have sex with the animals they grow up with when they get. I don't know. Yeah, that's why we well, found that out. Okay. Yeah, another <laughs> another slagging off another group. Um, <laughs> one one thing I I I, uh, I don't like about this episode again. It's, it just it gets me is where Ricky's talking about terminism. The bit where he says, "By the way, Carl, do not confuse this with fatalism, <laughs> right?" And as if it's like obvious. And Steve laughs like now. St- I bet Steve doesn't know the difference yeah. anyway. But Steve's like laughing along, like. Of course, it's an obvious d- distinction between the two. Like, you know, I just don't like that. Do not I find that bit like, funny they, they, can, they can, they can, they can say do something like that with like, do not confuse this, do not confuse Chinese with wolves or monkeys like that. That, but but to say do not confuse de- determinism with fatalism, as if it's an obvious thing. Yeah, like in that, because it's that, not. So like... It's like no, it's not obvious. No, I, I kind of I, I've looked into it at times, and I, I kind of I do understand. I think what far but i still wouldn't I, I wouldn't off the bat like be able to like say oh yeah that's the difference in them even vaguely known through my studies but but so many people did they do this a few times don't they when um things that are named after what they and ricky says fly catcher and he says what's that 
bird in it. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't yeah. know, so don't say no, that no, no, if no. you don't know. I don't think there is a bird called flycatcher. There's flycatchers. There isn't. Like the, uh, I've looked. Plants. There's plant. Yeah, the plants. Yeah, there are, is a plant. Uh, yeah, there aren't many things named after what it eats. And it is a funny point by Carl to say what how good is something if it's named after what it eats. That's a really good Carl line. Like, that's a good part of the episode. Like, it's funny and Ricky laughs at it and it's a funny part. But again, they're kind of a bit few and far between in this show. Still, still got uh, quite a few good quotes um for quotes well, one of the amazing. quotes is tell me why tell me why tell me why don't, don't they, they play the game, play the game or swing ball. Ball. <laughs> yeah that's a good one i've given i've given as, as we're on it i've given this week's songs of phrase eight out of ten <laughs> eight out of ten counts any generates humor like, from this stuff it's fantastic oh, i love it like, this is my favorite songs of phrase <laughs> And, and now Ricky goes, this is so naughty. This is so naughty. We shouldn't be doing it. Is. Then there were two dicks. I said spunk, which was a bit of cutting edge, which was a bit of controversial. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, like, that is in my favourite quote. It said bunk, which is where he said, press the knob, bunk. So, like, yeah, he's, that's, a really, that's really clever to kind of make it like, oh, it's going to be sort of a bit naughty, but then just literally say a random <laughs> non-sequitur word, you know, that is naughty. My favourite bit that I have to say of this whole episode is the bit about, KP looks after me and what would you do yeah. if you're Prime Minister President it's just how quickly Carl gets stressed out <laughs> yeah. I've got him in my favourite quotes but I can't be I can't be bothered running the country Steve you know Saturday should have been my day off <laughs> yeah no that, that is funny but, but it's, again it doesn't it doesn't last I like it when he says it he'd probably ask Suzanne but just but, the um, ignorance of it like Tony Blair doesn't have a say in everything does he does he? No, that's true. It's a good point, actually. He does. He, like he's, Carl did. That's an understanding of the workings of the state. Like the the leader, even as a president, doesn't do everything. You know, it's crazy. Like, how can one person? He's a can't do everything. Can he? <laughs> I just love it. And he's like, what, what do you think? Capital punishment? What do you think? What do you think of guns violence? What do you think of? I was like, ah, oh. you just see the panic on his face. But it actually, it actually is difficult to sort out those things. So, like, it's it's like I get. I'll how get would you? How would you sort it out, Gary? How would I sort out what? Let's say the criminal system. The criminal system. Probably he means the criminal justice system. That's what I meant. He doesn't, doesn't use the right language. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't know. I'd probably ask my girlfriend who doesn't exist. So I'd ask. <laughs> well, you've got no excuse. Do you know I'd probably ask you? I'd probably say, Mars, oh. how do I solve this? Um, no, I'd give, uh, I'd, you know, generally make sentences less long. Uh, less hard, yeah. less onerous. Keep keep more people out of prison. Get people back into work. Expunge criminal convictions at, a, at an earlier date, and get, have a better, more functioning society. How's that? It's great to be back on this podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Ways to yeah. change the world of Gary Forrester. I think that's all from me on this episode. Do you have anything else you want to add? I did. There is a little bit that I kind of like, but it's not like a funny bit. You, it's very rare you hear this. It's genuine anger from Steve at something Ricky said. Like he said, "Let me give it." When he says, "Let me give you the email address," I just said it. Quite like that's just an interesting bit. You never hear. You never hear stuff like that. But yeah. You do hear them argue, but never like that's a real like. Let me give it. I just said it, so let me give it. <laughs> It reminds me of our broadcast. Yeah, we had, well, you know, we had genuine true. moments like that. But no, I think we should. Um, I I need a wee as well, so we should okay. maybe take a break. Come back. We're going to come back with our favourite quotes. Ex of the community, which is quite big because you, you've you've been in contact with us since we've been away, and apparently choose our favourite song. And uh, if you need the bathroom, now's the time to go. <laughs>
and welcome back to the show. You had a nice little break like we did. And yeah, we're going to do our favourite quotes now. This is a normal part of the show. So actually, some someone said this week they like favourite quotes, didn't they? That's, that's the kind did of they? thing. I, I think someone said they like our favourite quotes. Or did, did they not? Did I imagine it? People like uh, different parts just, of no, the show. No, someone did. I read I read something on my hmm. on my sort of quarterly review of the emails every three months. <laughs> I go into the emails. Anyway, favourite quotes. So I'll start off this week. And maybe it's some Neil Young. Young. I do like that. He's the king of the single entendre, but we can double it up if you want. Uh, on that, on that point, he's approaching from behind. Oh <laughs> so, so, so bad. Just so bad. Oh, do you know what though? Same, and they use the same joke. Do you know who died? Well, two people died in their absence. Tom O'Connor. Tom O'Connor. Yeah. And um. I guess, he says he took the literary world by surprise. Then Ricky says, "From behind." He <laughs> always yeah. find that amusing. And uh, also, John O'Coleman. He's did passed he? away. Yeah. Oh God. I know. It does show. It also, it's like I don't. It's not Thatcher, but you know, because he, he's he was still young, but it must have been. He was in his sixties. Like, like, you're gonna very be, young. Yeah. If you, I don't know if he'd lost weight, but that does does take its toll. And, and hmm. It's sad, very sad. That's sad. Oh, it's brought a downer on it. Sorry, what's okay, your next on. one? What's your next one? <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, it's a good way to get out of that. My next one was spunk. Just just a bit of pause. And I put dot, 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 spunk. My next one's also a single word. Buxom! Which is a very buxom. unusual word. A very unusual word to buxom. It's very medieval, yeah. isn't it? It's a, it's a, Steve, a real Steve word. Um, <laughs> do you know who I like? Foreigners. I quite like that. Euro Disney, that's good. I like that line from Steve. And I was just sitting there reading about the mouse that had Nier on its back. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That is, that is good. Like the things um, what they do in the fact that like, the different Suzanne's in the front room watching the news. Yeah. yeah <laughs> He's just reading it 14 times. Saying, you should pay attention to this. Like, I can totally imagine that. It, it'll It'll get you by in Peking. I touched on it earlier. I do like that. It'll get you by in Peking. You hear a dialect. You know, you're going to struggle. Just a reminder of how funny Ricky can be. I can't be bothered to run in the country. Saturday should have been my day off. What I love about Carl there is his commitment to all of Ricky's ridiculous questions and scenarios. Yeah. Most most people would just go, shut the fuck up, or just go, Yeah, he never writes talking. them off entirely. He never writes he? them off. He proper... He, goes for it and that's commendable well this is another example of him kind of being asked ridiculous stuff and coming up with a great comment we'll look if we need it how much more have you got on the chinese <laughs> that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorites so. he'll just come up with these zingers like tarzan yeah oh, oh okay sorry i was just i was just reading this trying to work out what bit it came from but i realized that yeah don't get too close uh she does yeah <laughs> <laughs> she does look. She does. Don't get too close. She does. Yeah, I forgot what bit that came from, and then I remembered. I think this is my favourite quote from the whole show. There's a Japanese bird outside. Don't fancy her. I'm not interested. I'll never change my view. I'll never change. <laughs> I just think... they, they are very good. At, yeah, they do go into that like Beatles thing, unplanned, very quickly. It's quite impressive. It's not like a laugh out loud funny bit, but it's it's like. I like the way that Ricky and Steve can enter kind of a dialogue like that. that oh, uh, yeah. And riffing, just riffing on it. Fella and Karate Kid, the teacher's only about 36. <laughs> I've never watched the Karate Kid. Never? 
No. He loves film. I'm surprised. I've watched yeah. it even. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Did, did, did yeah. you say that again? Did you say that before? And then, this is another, on the same same sort of way. Let's leave that, eh? Just as very simple. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. leave that, eh? Let's, let's just leave that, yeah. He's, he, 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 does, he is often the one who's like, he, he can be the worst, Carl, with, in terms of being offensive, but he does oh, yeah. kind of know. He will step in quite often and say, let's let's move on in some, in some <laughs> yeah. different form or fashion. Um, this is my last one, and it's uh, didn't write this one, but he sings it bloody well. <laughs> David yeah. Bowie, sorry, he sings it bloody well. Yeah, like it that. just reminds me of any of these. The word bloody just could jump straight back to bloody good meal, or yeah, because he's he's playing the role of like a, a bit of a posh person. So yeah. Bloody, bloody good. <laughs> I've I've got two more. So someone just puts you there. Someone just puts you there. Someone just puts you. And uh, my last one is. This tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That is a classic. What's your favourite quote? Do, to uh, <laughs> do my spinners podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter, that's spinners podcast. Um, and that's what loads of you did uh, in the interim whilst we've been away as we move quite gracefully into our next regular feature, which is Gary. Oh, sorry. You did, you did that really smoothly as well. I was waiting for you to finish it, but I've ruined it now by not you being did. there on the end of that. It's, I've it's had a lot of time to practice. Sorry. <laughs> in the community. Yeah, thanks everyone for getting in touch. Uh, I, I certainly read them all. This might well, be the you. first time Gary's heard or read them. No, some, some of them are. I haven't heard them. It's true. This one just in from Sam Thompson. Dear Miles and Gary, apologies for the long email, but I just wanted to say how great it's been listening to your podcast and finding some new RSK content to fill my time with. Having listened to all of the XFM shows countless times over the years. I've been a fan of the shows for about 15 years. You read out an email in one episode from a DJT who mentioned torrenting the shows and how this gave you a sense of nostalgia. It also did for me having done the same, but the only torrents I was able to find was the original radio recordings from in their entirety. To be able to listen to the shows without interruptions, I downloaded a free edit music editing software and spent, some might say wasted, God knows how many hours of my late teens manually editing out each song so that only yeah. the spoken elements were left and saving the audio files that's, to listen done, to mate. on Someone's... my iPod. That's done. He should have. Someone had done that years ago already. But maybe they didn't. Then I think the aspiring music radio producer in me felt like this was a stepping stone into the music industry that I could Fair put enough. my CV. But unsurprisingly, that career never materialised. Oh, you got you got to try, haven't you? You got to try. I've tried getting people into the shows over the years without much success, but I've had the occasional joy of meeting someone new and accidentally bonding over a shared love of the show. I do have one good mate who I can text random obscure lines from the show with no context, knowing that he'll have <laughs> known he'll know the exact conversation Aww. between Ricky, Steve, uh, and Carl and where it comes from. We we've we we had that. So we the only reason we do, you and I don't do that now is because we we're doing the shows so much. So we like it's like yeah. it's like work. But it's we like had this that for years, just completely out of context. Like, I love sending you something completely out of context. And, it just and the shorter scary. the shorter the better because your brain yeah. has to work that bit harder. But the um, less, the, not a punchline. Never send a punchline. You always send a build no. up to a punchline or something that you know exactly. <laughs> That's what you want. Um, or even just a bit of grammar, just a bit of dodgy grammar. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, he, he wraps up Sam saying, 
I still listen to the shows whenever I need to relax or switch off from the world. They are almost like a nostalgia trip to a pre-social media time where the world felt a bit simpler. While some of the more borderline offensive content does feel dated and rightly wouldn't be broadcast now, part of what makes the shows great and as a form of escapism is how little they seem to be manufactured and filtered compared to what you'd get away with on radio now, even on more alternative shows. Now... I'll, I'll put a link in the description of this, but something I posted on our Twitter was an article from Tom Ford, who was this uh, journalist who we're, we're talking to. We're going to hopefully try and get him on the show. But around the time of it was the 20th anniversary of The Office, which is, you know, we, we missed that. That was last week. Yeah. And he, he basically wrote an article about the XFM days, but he headed it. Like the headline was all about, you know, offensive and would this get away with it now? Every time we talk about the XFM shows, it's, it always seems to be like, can we not just enjoy them for what they are? Brilliant article, by the way. So I'm not slagging off the article or Chris oh. Campling. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I'm he saying thinks is... I'm a character. Yeah, but why? But why do we have to always view things well, in the no, prism? And I think Sam, Sam's right there. You know, it's it is that it's just that nostalgia. You should just be able to enjoy them for no, that. But, no, no, I think Sam's saying Sam's almost saying the opposite. He is acknowledging that you wouldn't get away with stuff now. He's not saying we shouldn't talk about that. Or we shouldn't acknowledge that. He's just saying I I can still appreciate them as nostalgia, and that's pretty much what what our, our view and it is our independently our view. Each each of us, we do discuss. We've discussed this week even. It's relevant this week sounds in because we've discussed bits that wouldn't get away you wouldn't get away with today and it's okay to acknowledge them and even say maybe you find them offensive but kind of not so offensive that you can't still find the humor in them they did nothing terrible like awful or evil you know but um you should still acknowledge where this is a very different world we're in today but i do like the actual because because one thing we are in is as in a, as a world and for good reason in some ways is a filtered world like a lot of things are filtered a lot of things are like you would get stuff if this was put out as a podcast their show even as a radio show you'd have several producers you'd probably have a producer of ethics or something you'd have like someone checking over everything for uh it being offensive certainly if it's a podcast um that was run by a, a company or something you would have it, it's filtered the world we get is kind of like um it's all sparkly and it looks looks nice because it's been filtered but it's actually there's something nice and better in in some ways about the rawness of these shows that they are if anything completely unfiltered they are filtered mm. through nothing they're not like evian there is no filtering going on. They're kind of, they they are pure. And I do like that. I think that's what Sam's saying. And, and Sam also, thanks for your email in general. I think so. I'm glad you're liking the shows. Absolutely. This one's from Harry Steen. Dear Miles and Gary, first and foremost, your show is great. Honestly worth it just to hear you two share your favourite quotes. Looking forward Thank to you. the Anne Frank and Old Mother Havertz discussions in Series 3. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Um, recently, thanks to lockdown, working from home and a lack of job satisfaction, I changed career from the glitz and glamour of financial services to become a firefighter. Ooh. Oh, wow. Hello, is there a fire? Hello. 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 
have you experienced that uh, let us know <laughs> that's how we, um, as you might expect the last few weeks on the job have been incredibly stressful as i learn the ropes respond to calls and generally become more proficient in the required areas having people such as yourself to discuss in depth the off the cuff remarks of the old radio show which has been a part of my life for at least 10 years now has made the transition to a new career immeasurably smoother and more relaxing whenever i feel anxious or worried i'll either turn onto the shows themselves carl's story about the couple who were sold a chimp is always a fun storm for which is what we discussed now yeah all your reviews of said shows and it always brings me comfort thank you harry that's really nice to know that we're sort of helping you as you undergo your what must be incredibly intense training like that must no i i just let me say that is incredibly brave thing move to do i was in financial services so i made a move but just not something as radically different as that and that's that's brave apart from anything else and being a firefighter is brave in general but just to make that leap you know and i'm glad you did it and found something from lockdown that you can kind of be and feel i guess you'll feel more job satisfaction prouder of what you do quite rightly as well so good luck with that I think it's very brave and it's lovely of you to say that about the shows and I'm glad they give you some comfort as the XFM shows do. Probably the XFM shows are higher in your list of things that give you comfort, <laughs> but it's nice to be in that list, you know, so thank you. I mean, I always feel better about my life when I talk to you, Gary. So that's yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that, that's the theory, isn't it? That's why people like our show, because they feel better about their lives knowing how, how shit cars are. <laughs> Harry no, thanks, goes Harry. on. Oh, he goes oh, on. Yeah. It's not over yet, mate. It's not over yet. A question for you both. If Ricky, Steve and Carl had not met each other, what do you think they'd be doing now? Would Carl have stayed at XFM as a producer until retirement? Or would someone else have eventually picked up on his incredible comic wit? Would Ricky have been given his big break and ended up as nothing more than the pub quiz answer in which British duo had unexpected hit in the Philippines with a single more to lose? And would Steve have got into doing more serious writing and directing sooner? Or would he have been given another chance on different station and ended up being another sturgeon or Camfield. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for taking time to do your show and bring your unbridled joy to other XFM obsessives who could happily have full conversations only using the quotes from the show. Give me a shout next time you're in Edinburgh and we'll go for a pint. Oh, and he also, says if, if, he also says, um, P.S. If any other listeners in Fife or the Edinburgh area, then let me know and we can arrange a pub quiz. I wish it hadn't cost me a tenner for us all to meet up at. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. To do, like... You're, it's a very interesting thought experiment. I've often thought, you know, all three of their careers completely changed had the course in history and changed the history of the course of comedy by Ricky's Steve happened to being the first CV that Ricky picked up. They yeah. told that story. I totally believe it. Like, because you can imagine Ricky just, oh, this would do. You know, if it had been someone else's, I think Ricky would have had a career in comedy doing stand up and. Uh, he probably would have made something like The Office is now, just nowhere near as good, but not not like the amazing piece of art that it is now, but just like a sketch or something. And he would be a, a much lower level stand-up comedian because what because what obviously Ricky still shows talent in his in his writings today. But what gets you the ability to have a, a Netflix special is your is your pedigree is what you've achieved before you like Ricky could have the same amount of talent but he would never have got a uh, a Netflix special unless he had been Ricky Gervais so he could still he's still as talented as writer and and that's 
that's a show we we don't particularly like too much, but it, it probably has its moments. But I think Ricky's definitely would have had a career in comedy and not radio, probably. Whereas Steve, I think, would have had a career in radio somehow, but they wouldn't. It's so much changed for Carl, Ricky and Steve. Just the fact it happened to be Steve's CV that he picked up first. Mm. Uh, it would be Everything would be different, you know. I mean, the world would have lost D-Trout Spinners, for one thing. <laughs> the world wouldn't be have been subjected to this, to this awful shape oh, no, so it would it's interesting i don't think no i don't think like ricky would just been gone on to nothing ricky would have gone on to something steve would have gone on to something much both much higher levels and with and with regards to carl i think he probably he would still be ex fan being a producer no one would have picked up on his talent in the way ricky does he would just spoke he probably would have got into pattern of speaking a little bit on shows but nothing like he did there and uh it, it would, he would not have become the legendary figure he is today so but he probably still would have been ex fan making a decent decent living head of probably head of productions still or an even grander title i don't know but yeah, yeah I, I definitely think he would be doing something media and even like when he left uh because he did some stuff with russell brand and he produced and russell and him seem to get on i'll put a link to to those shows as well because that you can get something good out of those definitely i agree with on your note you know had rick and steve i mean really what would have happened because Steve recently spoke to on the Office Ladies podcast, which is really good. And they talk about, you know, how he met and how, you know, they went to the pub and everyone knows this story, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> he says, if you do, I don't know how I've got this job, Ricky says to Steve, if you do all of the work, I'll let you get away with murder and have an easy life. <laughs> but yeah. it just goes to show, you know, and they asked um, Steve, you know, what was it about, you know, each other's qualities that attracted you to each other? Because it is a fascinating, you know, dynamic that of the the comedy duo. He says, you know, I said, I think it kind of actually reminded me of me and you. I mean, no way am I comparing us to, at all together, but they're saying, you know, Ricky was very much like that big brother, that big brother figure who was like supportive and who was very funny and, you know, had loads of life experience nothing really put him off he was always a bit of a go-getter but what you had with steve was that the thing that you can't bottle with that you only get when you're in your 20s which is that you know that fire that desire to do something to make a difference to to push on with with something whereas you know you can it's kind of hard to do that as you get more involved in your career it's hard to so loads of you you make loads of your big decisions then and also he was doing things with the bbc he would definitely still be in TV production, I think you're yeah. absolutely right, Harry. Like, hundred percent, he'll be right. He would I don't. He he wouldn't be as big because, it, like, I tell you, it, it's we've interviewed people. I can't remember who. Like, there was that they they're struggling. Even Carl, like, sometimes struck has to go and pitch ideas and kind of almost get interviewed for them. But so much of everything else that came, they would still have had the exact amount of writing talent and maybe have written some series and things individually that were as good that they that have been on TV now. But it's all about opportunity and they because they did the office they got so many opportunities quite mm. rightly it's the right thing it, like it's it's testament to how brilliant the office is but it's it is quite sad that some a lot of people who are right ex extremely good stuff don't get the opportunity to to have it made you know because they haven't done something big and huge you know, they just don't get it read by a producer. But as soon as they've done The Office, everything they wrote from then on would have been the taken Detroit, extremely seriously. The Detroit Spinners for once. 
for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've done some writing and it hasn't gone anywhere. Not yet. No, just a, so just a couple more um, XFM to wrap us up. Um, this is from Michael Hollingsworth. I just found your podcast today via the Dickie Anderson episode. Listen to all you have now. I'm another mental person that listens to all the XFM shows, even season zero, then the podcasts, offlines and audiobooks, roughly wow. in chronological order each year for the past 15 years most years i listen to all of them two to three times (laughs) so mad isn't it this one michael michael uh, thanks for your email yeah it's it's great to i mean you know we you know that's probably the most obsessive fan we like of the xfm shows that i've ever come across yeah that's uh thanks for letting us know your routine and i might try that i i don't go to series zero as much and i don't know what you're referring to when you refer to the offline bits but they I mean that unbroadcast like maybe yeah yeah but how'd you get them let's know how you get the unbroadcast bits because i'd like to listen to them but um yeah you're mental <laughs> lock yourself up in a facility john tideman says i've been listening from the very beginning and i have to say absolutely fantastic you two are great oh, together and I found myself really chuckling, irrespective of the RSK content. So that's oh, very nice you. to hear. Also, I live in Brighton, coincidentally. But so, oh, Gary, yeah. if you'd like to meet up for a pint one day, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Tyburn. Yeah, John, let's let's do it. Let's do it. I'm a bit busy for until. Uh, can I come the next the next Olympics in 2026? No, can yeah, I, no. We, can uh, I come? Mars, well, you you can, but I'd rather go with just on my own. I don't know Would why. Well, yeah, because I just I want to be like I don't know. I don't want <laughs> I don't want you to ruin it in any way. Um, yeah, maybe not... Mars would be there too. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll arrange something, John. It's, but if you're in Brian, it's a shame to throw away that opportunity. So, and yeah, the weather's beautiful now, so you can go to uh, the beautiful. Hobgoblin. They've got a good pub, or my favourite, yeah, which is me. the Hop the Hop Poles. So. Um, do, yeah. If they could sponsor us, that'd be amazing. They're more Aspel Cider. Bloody yeah. love that. And yeah. our last one, this Bournemouth. is from J- James Bromfield. So James, if you remember, he arranged the pub quiz, which unfortunately I couldn't oh, yeah, attend yeah, because yeah. completely forgot, completely double booked. I was actually going back to Suffolk, but it all went well. And he had this to say. So the XFM pub quiz went brilliantly. I asked everyone how they heard of the quiz and a whole bunch of spinners said they heard it through the podcast. So massive oh. thanks for that. That's Very nice. pleased to hear that. Um, really pleased was to a, hear that. was a great vibe. All teams were friends by the end, and we spoke about how much the XFM shows mean to us. And I felt a bit emotional at the end, if if truth Aww. be told. To be fair, I was eight Guinnesses in. <laughs> Some great yeah. prizes were won, including Executive Decision and Ladder 49. That's brilliant. Some, a brilliant idea to do that. I love it. Um, some great quizzing too. I've attached the winning answer sheet, so try and have a guess as to what the questions might have been. I'll make sure that I share that on Twitter alongside the photos because um, James has also shared us on the group uh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The one that had everyone stumped was name the four bands slash artists that were played more than once in Song for the Lovers. There's also a picture of some of the participants. One of them tweeted about it and got a like by none other than Ricky Gervais himself. Oh, I'm wow. definitely going to do a Series 2 quiz in the autumn, so I'll let you know about that. But, yeah, thanks again, and play a record. Wow, excellent. No, it's a great idea, Jack. And I'm, uh, J- James, sorry. Uh, it's nice you got emotional. It's nice emotion, I guess. And uh, sorry we couldn't be there. We, we both couldn't make it. But it was uh, it's lovely that people got together at the quiz because they'd heard it on this show. So I'm so pleased we could put them together for you. And uh, a- a- excellent job. I can only... 
fully commend you for doing that and putting that on. Fantastic. I mean, you and try I, if there's a series two one and we're available, Mars and I will be there. Absolutely. We're we're not very good at organisation, <laughs> Gary. And no, we're not. <laughs> you try and organise a drink in Brighton and uh, a reservation yeah. in a in a restaurant. It's not a quick process. No, no, it's not. But we'll try. <laughs> We do try. Anyway, guys, thank you uh, so much for all of your extra family communities. Do get in touch if you've got something to say, a bit thank of you. an insult or whatever. Spinnerspodcast at, at gmail.com or Spinnerspodcast and Twitter. Or all, all the Reddit threads. All the Reddit threads that love us so um, much. I've got a song. Do you? So, I've what, got a song. What? I've been listening to this quite a bit, actually. It's a classic. It's one of my favourite songs, but it's from an artist that's kind of like laughed at and joked at. Like, but in ears, he had the song that was at number one for 14 weeks and it was like really annoying. It kind of does annoying love songs, but this is just brilliant. And you'll know it. It's basically Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. Brian Adams? Uh, Summer what? of 69. God. Fantastic. <laughs> classic. Oh, man. Like, right, let me just tell you this. Every time I was at school, like, school there were there were this group that we'd always use we called them the fun sponges and they all loved brian adams so i've just got toxic memories of brian adams okay i'm not a brian adams <laughs> fan incidentally. i'm no. not a fun sponger no. but I, I the fun sponge that sounds like one of ricky's characters in <laughs> fun spongeler um no i just like that song that i've only got one brian adams song on my ipod and it's that one yeah and i do know the song actually I wasn't that... real six string we got pay, we got pay royalties on that now. And then, then he goes, um, standing on your mama's porch. You told me it would last forever. And when I held your hand, we just listened to a man singing now. And these were the best days of my life, can I say, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, there you go. And you know, um. <laughs> no, it's not right. It's respectable. You're allowed to have that. My song is uh I've been listening do you know, I just can't stop listening to him. Whenever I'm working, he comes on all the time. Um and you there's just something about his voice that just grabs me. Uh, and it's George Michael. I'm pretty sure I've put a George Michael song in before, but I just this is what I mean. He's on my Spotify so much. Mm. Uh, and it's going to be voice. Yeah. I also quite like it because I feel like I can sing his songs in karaoke I think it's the right yeah. it's the right yeah. what's it called the right note you can't sing right... well but yeah it's <laughs> right pitch and yeah. tone so it's no, going to be nothing yet nothing yet by Andrew Ridgely though in the, <laughs> in the no, favourite songs not interested uh, so I'm going to put an amazing by George Michael this is the Detroit Spinners Library I'll put amazing he uh... <laughs> does this bit at the end where he goes Celebrate, celebrate. God, I'd love to hear your when, it, when he's just, when he's, you know. So every time I go home to see my sister, because we, she, we both like to say a bit of karaoke. So, uh, yeah, that always happens. Anyway, that was well, the return of the D Trout <laughs> Spinners. We do, uh, we do hope to see you um, in future episodes, and we're gonna try and be a bit more regular and a bit more um, organised with our recording um, schedules. We are. We can't promise, so we can never promise, but we'll do our best. And 
for the beginning of series three, we've got a special thing coming up. I don't know if I can, well, we've said before, so we might do a show live on Twitch so you can watch us do uh, a show and we'll obviously interact with you if there is anyone there watching. Um, we'll, but we we might do that. So that was possibly for the first episode of series three. So watch this space for us. a special episode coming up. Definitely. So, um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening and for your company and we hope to hear from all of you <laughs> thanks great ending great ending great beginning great <laughs> middle and great ending now no thanks guys uh, we'll we'll be back next week